0: Thanks for listening to episode number five of Fresh and Uncooked. I am Chris. And I'm Jeff. We are a food podcast talking about new products, menu items, favorite dishes, recipes, and anything and everything food related. What are we talking about today, Jeff? Chris, today we are tackling the topic of kitchen gadgets. Also, Dunkin' Donuts is releasing the pumpkins early this year. Cracker Barrel says, screw pumpkins, we're going bacon. And Chrissy Teigen has a honey mustard. All coming up in Food News. Food News. So, when do you consider pumpkin season? Like, if the world came to you, Jeff, and said, Hey, Jeff, we need a start date and an end date on pumpkin season. When? October 1st through October 31st? Would you go into November? What, what, what's the answer here, I would Jeff? have to say sometime in September, right? Oh, even, okay, so before October. Yeah, why not? Okay, like mid September, September one, like Labor Day. I'm thinking after Labor Day. Okay, after you put your white pants away, (laughs) then it becomes pumpkin spice latte time. Okay, I would say October and November. All right, that's where I'm going. I uh, I don't know, but it's it seems like it's it's just coming out early and earlier, and that's exactly what Dunkin' Donuts is doing with their fall pumpkin menu. It's being launched nationwide August 18th. That's less than a week away, Jeff. Wow. The lineup includes a pumpkin donut, pumpkin munchkins, a muffin, pumpkin-flavored coffees, pumpkin spice signature latte, but new this year is a pumpkin cream cold brew. So cold brew, it's steeped in cold water for 12 hours, made with a pumpkin flavor swirl, topped with new pumpkin cream cold foam, Which is light orange in color and has hints of cinnamon clove and nutmeg in it and sprinkled with cinnamon sugar. That sounds delicious. I'm going to try it. (laughs) You're going to give it a whirl? I always do. So Duncan will also serve the pumpkin cream cold brew with a special sip lid so fans can enjoy the cold foam and cold brew to the fullest. So new lid, I guess to give it a little more room would be the point of that. Yeah, I like it. And it's also a little bit more environmentally conscious. Maybe that'll be orange too. I mean, you might as well make the new lid orange. One would hope. If you're not a fan of pumpkin, Dunkin' will also have apple cider donuts, which so far sounds like the best thing to me personally. <laughs> and then also two new apple-themed refreshers, apple cranberry and apple cranberry coconut refresher. Dunkin' Donuts, coming out with that pumpkin real early, real early. You're going to you're gonna try the cold brew? You're oh, yeah. Give us I've a been report back? i Dunkin' three times a week, minimum. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have the app. And you said, was it the pumpkin munchkins? Pretty good? Pumpkin They're pretty good. munchkins? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cracker Barrel. You know you're in a touristy town when you see a Cracker Barrel, right? Yes, indeed. The bus is there and people are just getting off the bus, getting <laughs> right into the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> off the bus. So why just make fall all about pumpkins and apples? Cracker Barrel says why not make it all about pumpkins? bacon, which to me just sounds like the best idea for fall ever. Who cares about all this pumpkin stuff? I say it should always be about bacon every fall. So, I kind of I have to give Cracker Barrel some props for that. But hold on, Jeff, there's more. They're introducing two bacon dishes and two beverages to check out this fall. Huckleberry tea, which is a special blend of freshly brewed iced tea and sweet tangy flavor of wild berries. The other beverage they're falling into their trap here pumpkin pie latte they couldn't help themselves right <laughs> coffee with uh sweet pumpkin pie flavors whipped cream and a pumpkin pie spice yada 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 let's get to the bacon stuff Are you ready oh yes bacon mac and cheese wow bacon mac and cheese that's their new bacon, <laughs> fall bacon menu that all just, right okay it's it just seems a little simple right yeah it's their creamy mac and cheese which cracker barrel i'm sure they have buckets of mac and cheese in their restaurants and topped with crispy bacon bites parsley green onions and parmesan nothing really mind-blowing it's basically their mac and cheese with some bacon on top right so that mac and cheese is available in stores and my daughter made that very mac and cheese with the bacon and everything at home I'm not saying that they got the idea from my daughter. I mean, who who hasn't had the idea to put bacon in mac and cheese? That's kind of my point, though. But she made this at home. Right. It's just pretty simple. And I know Mm -hmm. it's Cracker Barrel, right? It just just seems a little too simple. There is one more bacon dish, though. Um, They have a bacon egg hash brown casserole. It's nothing mind-blowing. It's their hash brown casserole, which they already make, Mm -hmm. layered with Colby cheese, scrambled eggs, and bacon, and then topped with fried onions, diced tomatoes, green onions, and served with buttermilk biscuits. See, you had me until the fried onions. Those fried onions, I don't think they're coming out of a can, though. Really? At Cracker Barrel, they better not be coming out of a can. (sighs) It's kind of a small picture here, but... All right. I I know as a podcast, you can't see the picture we're looking at, but maybe we'll throw it up on our Twitter account, at Fresh Uncooked. It kind of looks like their their hash brown casserole, and it's in a dish in a bowl, you know, and just kind of has some strips of bacon thrown in the bowl. Right. That's literally what that looks like. So does this alone have you making a trip to a Cracker Barrel in order to try it out? No, because like you said, I mean, I've never made a hash brown egg casserole, but yeah, mac and cheese with some bacon on it, and then another thing they already make with some bacon on it. I'm just looking for a little more effort here, Cracker Barrel. That's my only right. issue. Step up your game. Fantastic idea. Lazy on the execution. <laughs> you know who wouldn't make a lazy Cracker Barrel menu? Jeff. Who's that? Chrissy Teigen. Really? Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, judge of lip sync battle, New York Times best-selling author, cookbook author, Chrissy Teigen. She's actually teamed up with premium condiment brand Sir Kensington to launch a new honey mustard fry sauce. It's made from non-GMO ingredients, including grade A mustard seeds, fair trade organic honey. It's kind of described as a serene balance between sweet and spicy with an initial honey-based flavor followed by a mustard kick. With that description... I'm very intrigued. I actually am too. It's available on Amazon, and I was just going to say, I looked it up on Amazon the other night, and almost, and eventually probably will, put it in my cart just to give it a try. Honey mustard, fry sauce, which, fry sauce, I've never heard anybody say fry sauce. At first, I thought it was like for fried food, but it's like French French fry sauce. It's just honey mustard. I think the fry sauce just confuses people, but it's available on Amazon, and other select retailers, including Thrive Market and Fresh Direct, and it retails from five ninety nine to six ninety nine. Nine ounces, I think it was. That's pricey for honey mustard. It could be seven dollars well spent though. I'm gonna give it a try. I'll let you know. Um, by the way, they do make salad dressing too, Jeff. Oh wow. Speaking of salad dressing, episode four, fresh and uncooked, we talked salad dressing. And we put a few polls out there. I kind of just wanted to give the results to our listeners' favorite. Salad dressings were. Jeff and I, before we did this, we were like ranch, landslide. Yes. Was not the case. Really? Not a landslide, at least. So TikTok, we had um ranch and French, uh, ranch by a few few votes. French had uh, like nine votes or something. But Twitter Twitter's got a little better of a poll system, so maybe we'll just stick our poll, you know, stick with Twitter for our polls in the future, Jeff. But uh French on Twitter got fourteen percent. Thousand Island got fourteen percent. Ranch got thirty-six percent. And Italian vinaigrette got thirty-six percent. Wow, how about that? So we had a tie, ranch like it. and Italian. So thanks for participating with that. Again, we are on Twitter at Fresh Uncooked. Also on TikTok, Fresh Uncooked Podcast. Speaking of episode four, Jeff, it's just the it's just the loaded episode. We got I got to bring up one more thing here. Um. We talked about Popeye's chicken nuggets. Yes, uh, in food news, they released their chicken nuggets. Have you have you had a chance I to still haven't try had those? a chance okay. to eat them? Um, like I said, take your time. They're nothing like mind blown. I don't think they're running out of their chicken nuggets, but you never know, I suppose. But uh, we brought up McDonald's because we were talking chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, let's just play a clip real quick. The only thing I'm upset about McDonald's and their chicken nuggets is they don't have that hot mustard sauce anymore. Oh, I feel the exact same way. <laughs> do you really? That was the best one. That was, was game-changing <laughs> mustard sauce. When they ask me, do you want any sauce? I just say no, yeah. just in disgust. So that was a clip from episode four, talking about Jeff and I favorite old-school McDonald's chicken McNugget dipping sauce, the hot mustard sauce. We record the episode, we upload the episode, and later on, I see a TikTok of somebody having McDonald's Chicken McNuggets, and they were upset because the only dipping sauce that that McDonald's had was the hot mustard sauce. You sent me that clip, and yeah. I couldn't believe it. So it must still be around in some places. We need to find it. I, I almost think we should put this in the front, that like breaking food news sounder or something playing, you know, because I thought this was long gone, and it might just, like you said, it might be just a regional thing. Mm-hmm. So... If you are near McDonald's, which I think everybody in the world is, do me a favor. Ask if they have hot mustard sauce. I want to know where in the world hot mustard sauce still is at McDonald's cuz it's not around any of the ones that I know of here in the in the greater Chicago area. I haven't seen it anywhere. I want to know where hot mustard is. And Jeff does too. I do. I'm very intrigued. Uh that's food news. That's food news. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the meat and the potatoes here, Jeff. Ready? Yes. Kitchen gadgets. Who doesn't love a good kitchen gadget? A kitchen gadget could be a small little tool that's in the silverware drawer to an almost appliance-looking item. Like a can opener. Like a can opener. We're going to approach this a little differently. What I wanted to talk about, Jeff, was kind of the three or three examples of kitchen gadgets that I think everybody could have in their kitchen. Okay, and and find them useful because let's face it, there's there's a lot of weird ones. There's a lot of ones that probably you know are on late night TV, and you get them, and they're not exactly what you expected. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cheap ones. There's a lot of expensive ones. I'm going to give you three that I think are useful in every kitchen and any um, any level cook that you are. Also, go by budget. So I'll start on the cheaper side. Okay, and that is just a plain old microplane. Yes, it's uh, it's not electronic. It's just a utensil, a tool, 10 bucks, 30 bucks, probably on the high end is, is my guess. Basically like a, a grater, you know, like, a, you know, those big box graters, except it's just handheld and it's just a long stick and it's perfect for things like zesting. You want to get some lemon zest, maybe in, in one of your, in a vinaigrette or, you know, in a salad. It's great for hard cheeses. Like Parmesan? Yes. You want to put a little Parmesan on top of your spaghetti, Jeff? Oh. I know you're a fan of spaghetti. I just, <laughs> I did this just yesterday. <laughs> uh, ginger. You want to grate a little ginger. That's uh, nutmeg. You know, you put a little nutmeg on your, your pumpkin cold brew coffee latte. Uh, you or cinnamon. Little, some, or, some, or some cinnamon. Some cinnamon. And in my opinion, and probably what I use it the most for, I use it for zesting too, a lot, but garlic. This thing can take down a clove of garlic in, you know, 3 or 4 brushes of of the clove. So the versatility of the microplaner is great. It's, yeah, in it's my amazing. opinion, it replaces the garlic press. Oh wow. I know that might be controversial to some people. Yeah, especially to this guy over here <laughs> oh. because I own 3 garlic presses. 3 garlic presses just seems Weird to me, but... Wait, it is. It's excessive. Like I'm not going to lie. lunch, and dinner, and then you can wash all three at the end of the night kind of a thing? Or? Well, I guess we had a build to the best one. Okay. So you buy one, and it's not so great. You get a second one. Uh, what's better? You find the best one that's out there, and then you buy it. And that's what I did. It's real easy to clean. It doesn't break. You don't have to worry about pressing on it and then it cracks or anything like that the most important thing about it though is that it it cleans up really well and very easily yeah because that that actually is one of the reasons i don't like it it's just because like hard to clean if we're going to move up the ladder here say like 50 bucks would probably be the the median price for an immersion blender a stick blender mm-hmm. it's basically a blender you can bring right to the pot you don't need to bring the hot liquid to a traditional blender and i mean it blends everything a traditional blender would blend it's just a little more convenient uh the cleaning thing is one thing you already got a pot full of of pasta sauce or soup and you want to blend it blend it up a little bit it's kind of a pain to bring it to the blender but then you got to clean the blender where you already have the pot full of soup and you just stick the blender in there they also you know most of them come with like a cup so you could do things like eggs or pancake batter, or, you know, simple stuff. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say if you make a lot of smoothies, mm-hmm. stick with your your blender. You know, you're probably going with like one of those high powered ninjas or yeah, bullets or something. Yeah, if you're making smoothies, this this you know, I don't recommend it for smoothies. But perhaps a gazpacho. Have you ever made a gazpacho? I like have. Uh, really? I don't know if I've I haven't made one in a long time. I don't know if I've owned an immersion blender when I did, but that would be yes. That would be a great. Great thing to use for an immersion blender. So let's, I make a ton of soups in the winter. I love making soup, homemade soup. The immersion blender gets used quite often for that. If you want to get a little fancy, it's not something I think a lot of people think this process of cooking is kind of like way up there and, and maybe they're not confident in the kitchen for it, but it's actually really easy um, and t- turns food into perfection, in my opinion, is a sous vide. Oh wow! You've probably seen them on cooking shows. Yeah. If you're not sure, but you basically take the protein, your meat. Um, I've used steak a lot. You put them in like the vacuum sealed bags, and you cook them. You know, in water. You know, the actual meat doesn't get wet. Just you, you set the sous vide stick, that's in the water, to the temperature you want the food. It takes a while. It's not like throwing a couple steaks out on the weber, you know, in the, in the summer in the backyard or whatever, and you know, be done in 20 minutes. It's it's a slow process, but it's the best steak I've ever had every single time. Really? Because if you want your steak at 140 degrees internally, you set that to 140 and everything in there will cook until it's 140 degrees. And that way you can get whatever food. It's good for fish and salmon. I haven't done chicken, but I've heard it's great for chicken. That's definitely the next thing I want to try. A little bit pricier, $100, 200 for a sous vide stick. Plus, you got to invest a little bit in the bags. And if you already have a vacuum sealer, um, they also have uh, like the hand pump things, which is actually what I have. Yes. It pumps out all the air, which is a little cheaper way to go. If you know someone likes to cook or you want to try something new, and you have about 100, 150 bucks that you, you want to spend on your next new kitchen gadget. It's got to be my recommendation. So that's there. a good recommendation. There. My top three from low budget to high budget kitchen gadgets that everybody should use. Do you own any of my three kitchen gadgets? I have the microplaner. You do? And okay. that's it. <laughs> great. <laughs> it's a great one. So, what would be something that you don't have that you would want? So, I don't own a microwave. Wait a minute! Really? Really? I did not know that. Yeah. So the you reason don't is own a microwave. Here's the reasoning behind it. I think if I own a microwave, that I'm going to buy a bunch of things that I can only cook in the microwave, and then I'm going to eat horribly. So, and I don't, I don't the want microwave to do that. People calling you right now. Yeah, I think the microwave people have just <laughs> have just found me. But yeah, so I don't own a microwave for that How reason. How long have you not owned a microwave? I have not had a microwave in five years. I'm just finding out about this, Jeff. Yeah, so no, no hot pockets. Did you always buy stuff like that? Not and that's really. the reason, or you just it went out, and you're like, you know what? I'm yeah, not going to get a new one. We don't have a lot of counter space, really. Yeah. in the in the house that we live in right now. Mm. So it's like, well, all right, we can put other things up rather than a microwave. And really, what is a microwave? What does it do? It just heats things. You can still heat things. <laughs> Without a microwave. Yeah, th- that's very true. Yeah. yeah, it's not as convenient. That's the only thing I really use my microwave for is reheating. Now I remember I think when I was a kid it. and when everybody first got a microwave, yeah. everybody oh, yeah. wanted to cook bacon in there. Somebody oh. wanted to cook a pot roast. Just oh yeah, awful things. Uh, no. Never turned right. out the right way. Mm-mm. So yeah, I don't own a microwave. Now, I'm a big coffee drinker. I have coffee pretty much every day. I don't own a coffee maker. Not even like a K-cup. No. I've thought about it, Hmm. but I don't. To me, that's my one treat. That's a treat that I get every day. That's how I treat myself for working hard and doing whatever. You you obviously have to go to to a a a Starbucks or Dunkin' or wherever, and and or whatever local coffee roaster you have. Yeah, but I mean. So you have to get up, you have to get dressed, you have to get, you have to, and then go and get, like, I need my coffee, like, 10 seconds after I wake up. <laughs> no, yeah, usually. So that, th- that I don't know me, if I could do that. That gets me out of bed. So okay. I get it's up in motivation. the morning, sure. and it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go get coffee. <laughs> now, sometimes, right. I, and I only drink cold coffee, too, so sometimes I'll have a cold brew that's already made that's in the fridge, too. Oh, yeah, okay. Or I do have, I a, suppose... I do have a cold brew coffee maker that just basically... You put water, coffee grounds in there, you let yeah. it sit for 24 hours, and then you press it, get all the grounds out, and you kind have like coffee that way. French press, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm more of hot coffee uh, than cold coffee. I actually had a had a iced coffee this morning for the first time. I, I can remember last time I had iced coffee. Um, really? I suppose if, if you're going iced coffee, that is something you could just kind of keep in the fridge. Yeah. I didn't think of that, you know, or cold, cold brew or whatever. So no microwave and no coffee maker. Right. I do have a toaster. Toaster oven? No toaster oven. Like no. a two-slot toaster, a four-slot toaster? Four-slot toaster. What, what kind of toaster action we got going? Four it's four-slot? Slot? Yeah, it's a pretty uh, nice toaster, actually. Okay. Nice. I feel it's a nice toaster. I think it's better than average. I don't have a toaster. I have a toaster oven, though. So okay. I just use the toaster oven for the toaster. Yeah, you know I, mean? I, I would maybe get a toaster oven. I'd get a toaster oven before I'd get a microwave. I use my toaster oven way more than my microwave. See, Chris, you could probably do without your microwave, I'm thinking. <sighs> It's still needed for some things, but yeah, I mean, basically just reheating food quicker. Mm-hmm. I mean, a pan on top of the stove <laughs> with water and a lid, you can pretty much reheat <laughs> anything. <laughs> that's true, but can you do it in thirty seconds? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, you know, I get it. It's a matter of convenience. I mean, that's really what that's and that's really what kitchen gadgets come down to. They're a matter of convenience, that right? Is, that is very true. I was looking at some just on Google Images. Crazy kitchen gadgets, and there was something that had like ten blades that like could chop half an onion with what like one press of the button. And oh, I think I have one of those. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what the heck is this? Yeah, all it does is just. uh, It looks like it would just take more time to. And of course, the onion's already peeled and cut in half anyway, so. Like, why wouldn't you just finish the job with the knife? I, I don't know. Right. Some still makes sense. It cuts out that. a couple steps in the process, <laughs> but it doesn't completely cut out the process, right? Yeah. And I don't know if it necessarily would save you time. No. In the long run, but whatever. I know everyone's got a kitchen gadget and I'm sure everyone's got like a kitchen gadget horror story or, you know, oh my God, I use this kitchen gadget every week or every day. Maybe let us know what your favorite kitchen gadget is. Let us know what you're the worst kitchen gadget you ever even heard of or even bought. We're on Twitter at Fresh Uncooked. We're on TikTok at Fresh Uncooked Podcast. We're on Instagram at Fresh Uncooked. So follow us, let us know, share your story. Thanks for listening to episode number five of Fresh and Uncooked. Until next week, Jeff. Enjoy what you eat.